0: Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Vera Shafiq podcast, real and relevant discussions on business, marketing, technology, and digital. I'm your host, Vera Shafiq, and I talk to people in business and marketing who care about doing marketing the right way and want to be proud of the work they do. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and review, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello there, and welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, Today, I wanted to do a solo episode, and I wanted to talk about some of the things in the news that I've been reading about uh, in the marketing domain, um, one of my favorite websites is marketingdive.com. It's one of my go-to marketing news websites. And, um, I came across some articles recently on there, which I wanted to talk about. One of them, uh, is regarding NFTs. So if you don't know what NFTs are, they've been really widely featured in the news and media recently, and they stand for non-fungible token. And what an NFT is, is a unique digital token, which effectively verifies authenticity and ownership. And it's encrypted with the artist's or the creator's signature on the blockchain. And it's a digital ledger on the blockchain used in cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. So I believe the NFT uh, blockchain is Ethereum. I think they use the Ethereum blockchain for that simply because of the nature of the certification and the authentication that's needed. And I think it's... um, Kind of goes into the realm of a smart contract, which is something that you can trade in the future. But I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. And um, I hope to do a podcast sometime in the future to actually go into uh, blockchain in a much deeper way. But the point is that uh, NFTs have been hitting the news recently, and one of the articles on the marketing dive that I came across was regarding Charmin, the toilet paper brand. Um, whose umbrella brand is P&G, they recently jumped on the NFT trend with a toilet paper artwork auction. Um, So what they did was auctioned off three original digital artworks and they um, basically donated the proceeds to a charity called Direct Relief, which is a nonprofit that provides emergency medical supplies and resources to needy communities. So I thought this was a really interesting story and um, kind of shows the universal reach and use case for these NFTs. Um, so what PNG did was they they enlisted some artists and a graphic studio, and these the artists created images and artwork that basically shows rolls of Charmin toilet paper with different ornamentations and. And This particular NFT came with a physical display that that allows the person who owns it to display the um, display this piece of artwork in their bathroom alongside real rolls of toilet paper. So I thought that was really unique and kind of funny. Um, but in terms of NFTs, if you've been listening to the media, if you follow Gary V, you'll see you'll you'll know that he's a really big spokesperson for these non fungible tokens. Um, you know he's always on the cu- cutting edge of you know the futuristic types of things that are going on in the media. Um, he's he's always been a sports card collector and fanatic, um, and he always talks about his uh, I think it's his baseball card collection for, from when he was younger. But he has been talking a lot about NFTs. He's really bullish on them, and um, you know is full is kind of heavily invested in in the whole uh, phenomenon. Uh, And he has, um, you know, talked about it on several news channels. You know, he's been on the news and and has has really kind of talked it up a lot. Um, One of the other news items uh, similar to this one, just regarding NFTs, was the uh, digital mosaic artwork piece that was uh, auctioned off for $69.3 million. So this was a piece of news, I think, probably over a month or two ago now, so it's a little older piece of news, but um, there's a South Carolina artist known as Beeple, and uh, I guess that's his stage name. He's been producing digital artwork for a while, and uh, one of his mosaic pieces of artwork uh, auctioned off for $69.3 million, and it was the most expensive digital asset with an NFT ever sold. And the third most expensive artwork sold by a living artist. And the person that bought it was some mysterious buyer. He was a cryptocurrency entrepreneur. Uh, again, he uses a stage name or a pseudonym. pseudonym. His his name was Coven I think that was his pseudonym. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and he has made... A kind of living out of buying these NFTs and putting them up for sale to the public as tokens. So it's, it's a final financial investment for this guy, and he seems to be making quite uh, a little uh, pot of gold for himself here doing this. So um, anyway that was I thought that was an interesting story on NFTs. So listen out for more because I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about these in the media. So the second story that I was reading on Marketing Dive was regarding brand collaborations, or you can call it co-branding, which is happening on IGTV. And it seems to be a trend which is uh, taking up more and more popularity. Uh, And the particular example they quoted was Whole Foods getting together with Headspace, which is an app that um, deals with meditation and mental wellness, And these two brands got together and created an IGTV series that showed recipes and cooking tips on how to make food, which is friendly and um, conducive to a good mental health. So um, this was really interesting because I thought... Okay, yes, we've, we we hear about brands getting together, you know doing co-branding marketing activities. But the use of IGTV to do this seems to be uh, more popular and seems to be a really effective platform on which to do these kinds of things. So what Whole Foods did was they teamed up with Chef Sophia Rowe and Dr. Uma Naidu, who's a Harvard nutritional psychiatrist and the author of a book called This Is Your Brain on Food. And they put together this four-part series called Food for Mood. And they did it on IGTV. And it really kind of took off kind of makes sense, actually, the way they did this partnership, because their target audiences, while not necessarily exactly the same, have some overlap and definitely have Some similarities in their mindset. So we've got your whole foods audience, which is the healthy eating, healthy lifestyle audience. Love love to eat food that's good and healthy and organic, um, vegans, etc. And then the Headspace audience, which are people that are into mental uh, wellness and health, right? And you know, people that download the Headspace app, or again, people that like to look after themselves. Uh, look after their their mental health be in a really good psychological state of mind so you know getting together seems to be a no-brainer no pun intended and um, I think that was a really nice story that they used IGTV to present their idea and their uh, content on and then the article also went on to mention that Another kind of co-branding uh, strategy or initiative that, that happened was with Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump Rules. So Vanderpump Rules is a, a Bravo TV, uh, program, TV program that uh, features you know these bartenders in L.A., hip and trendy. And they're, they're always like making these cool cocktails behind the bar of Lisa Vanderpump's uh, establishments. So Ariana and Tom, they uh, got together with uh, Alka-Seltzer. And did an IGTV series on making mocktails that will help with your your hangovers after you've had a you know crazy night out on the town or you know had too many real cocktails. So what they did was they went ahead and created IGTV videos that use you know that showed how you can make these uh, mocktails I, you know cocktails that don't contain any alcohol using alka seltzer as the um, you know the effervescent kind of vehicle behind them and uh, again I thought that was a really interesting partnership and uh, uh, very interesting to see that they were doing it using the IGTV platform so you know if we look at this trend of co-branding it it, it really makes sense to do and I think it's something that uh, all brands should look at at some point which is you know it's it's combining the market strength and brand awareness and positive associations of two or more brands to compel consumers to pay a greater premium for them almost, you know, by it's almost like a one plus one equals three effect where these two brands getting together makes the, um, The output of whatever they're doing content-wise and and product-wise, an even more valuable product for their consumers. So it's it's a symbiotic relationship between two brands. And I I think that synergy between brands can be um, used in a really uh, productive and effective way to develop new product and come up with new content ideas. So the third article that I came across was uh, regarding the use of TikTok and nostalgic marketing. And, um, you know, it was a discussion that happened at the South by Southwest Conference, which took place virtually this year. And the panelists in that session were talking about various examples of how nostalgic marketing had become... A really viral sensation for them. Um, one of the examples was a video that appeared on TikTok, and it was two teenage kids just tossing a football back and forth with uh, background music playing. Um, and the background music track was just "The Two of Us" by Bill Withers. So it's interesting that that track itself is very nostalgic. It's an old, uh, you know, an old piece of music which does bring back memories for a lot of us. And it was two kids just innocently playing football in in the backyard. And that video went viral because it got picked up by the NFL. And they started to comment on that video and really kind of took that video under their wing. And since then, that video has racked up about 67 million views. And the teenagers got involved and, um, you know, it just became a sensation. So this just goes to show how user generated content can really play into uh, the success of something that wasn't intentionally a brand play, right? This wasn't necessarily aimed towards the NFL, but the NFL will be able to, we able to pick it up and make it into something. And, um, you know, we, when we think of nostalgic marketing, it's something that works really well right now in the current zeitgeist because of all of the stresses of COVID and what people have been going through the last year or so. People want to get away from the current situation. They want to go back to the old days and sentimentalize. So it really makes sense that nostalgic marketing is something that you know brands should try. And in this case, it was on TikTok and it worked really well. And then in this same South by Southwest session, there was also a discussion with um, the social media head of Ocean Spray, which I think we're more familiar with the story of Ocean Spray that happened earlier in uh, 2020, which was um, the guy who, his name was Nathan Apodaca, I think that's how you pronounce it, his uh, TikTok handle was dogface208. Um, he shot a video uh, on his skateboard. So um, the backstory to this was he was, I believe he was a potato worker, potato farm worker. He was late for work one day, his car broke down, you know, and he had to jump on his skateboard and hit the road to get to work on time. So he videoed himself Riding into work with the, the hit uh, by Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. Um, and that, again, nostalgic song. It's a hit from 1977. He looked really happy. He looked really cool on his skateboard. He was sip, taking sips out of his bottle of cranberry, cranberry juice, ocean spray. And um, it went viral. And we, I think we've probably all heard about that story and probably all seen the video itself because it really did um, hit the media in a big way. And again, so this brand Ocean Spray wasn't even on TikTok at the time, but now they've made it part of their strategy to boost awareness, especially amongst the younger customers, because um, Ocean Spray has traditionally been more of a uh, you know an old school product. Uh, people of the older generation probably remember drinking that juice when they were kids, and now that we have the Gen Zers, um, you know, coming up and. Probably a, they're not as familiar with that brand as maybe they should be. So Ocean Spray really jumped on this bandwagon and have got onto TikTok to uh, grab that that particular uh, audience segment's attention. Um, and then there, there was a quote from the social media head of Ocean Spray that came right out of that panel at South by Southwest, and she said, especially during the time when the video came out people were starting to feel COVID fatigue and looking for something to make them feel good. Just the feel-good sensation of Apodaca riding the skateboard with that song was really nice, and it ties into who we are as a brand. So uh, again, really interesting story. And just incidentally, I read about something as a side a side story here that this um tiktok sensation nathan apodaca is actually auctioning his viral video uh, as an nft so this kind of ties back to the original story that i talked about he thinks that it's something that people will be really interested to uh own as a piece of media collectible um i guess pop culture which it really is right now so he's put it up and bidding starts at dollars. And it's going to be a non-fungible token on the blockchain. Um, Interesting to note, though, that this song by Fleetwood Mac will not feature on the video and nor will the Ocean Spray brand names. I guess they're going to blur it out or something because of copyright issues. But he's still going for it. And uh, I think that's a really great story. Um, I'm sure he'll put the money that he makes out of it to good use. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, little article roundup for this week. And I will be putting a link in the show notes to each of those articles so you can check them out for yourself. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like what you heard, please subscribe to catch more episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and share with your friends and colleagues. Visit my website at verashafiq.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Clubhouse, or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.